Depression among teens is up. Attempted suicide rates today are up. A suicide rates today among teens, those are up. Confusion about life and its meaning and its purpose at an all-time high. What is happening to the culture? We need to pull this thing back and, and be based again on the solid rock that is Jesus Christ and the infallible word of God that is in his Bible. So American Heritage Girls is very dedicated to a biblical worldview. And this is what is the antidote. The Lord tells us the four letter word in the Bible that is mentioned multiple, multiple times, hundreds of times. And Eric, you know that word. It starts with an F and it's fear. Welcome to the Creation Today Show, where we bring together interviews with experts and solid Bible teaching. Your host, Eric Hovind, affirms the ultimate authority of God's word, the truth of creation, and why it matters to you. You know, the latest youth risk behavior surveillance data reveals more than four in 10 students felt persistently sad or hopeless, and nearly 29% experienced poor mental health. One in five students seriously considers attempting suicide. One in 10 attempt suicide. Our youth are experiencing a mental health crisis at rates never before seen. Why is this happening and how should we respond? Joining me for this insightful conversation on how to help the next generation find their true identity and their true purpose in Christ is the founder and executive director of the American Heritage Girls. They are a national Christ-centered leadership and character development program that helps thousands of girls discover their true identity and purpose in Christ through their transformative programs. Our, our guest is the author of Why Curse the Darkness When You Can Light a Candle. I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Miss Caddy, excuse Caddy, Miss Patty Garibay. I'm getting my uh, tongue tied there. Miss Patty, thank you so much for being on the program with me today. I really appreciate it. I met you and your husband, Pat, in Washington, D.C. What were you guys doing there? Well, we were privileged to meet you, Eric. We were there for the Fiesters <laughs> uh, Summit from Wall Builders. They were sponsoring that, and what a wonderful time it was um, to understand the true Judeo-Christian heritage of our country and to spend time with like-minded people and um, just to be inspired that there is hope, you know, because we're called to hope, aren't we, Eric? Absolutely. I got to say, I I did not realize uh, when I got to meet you, our mutual friend Garrett from the Museum of the Bible introduced us. He had told me, oh, I'm going to be meeting him. Do you know that? I'm like, no. After he introduced you guys is when I realized about a year earlier, I was like, I really want something that gives me a list of what should my son be able to do at certain ages. And so I went online to try to find some kind of list or something. I came across Trail Life USA, which is basically the, would you call it the brother organization to uh, American Heritage Girls? And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm realizing who I'm meeting here. These are the founders of these things. It was a delight for me, I assure you, to, to get the opportunity and privilege to meet you guys there in D.C. And to know that you're at an event that, that I so respect with wall builders, and knowing that that character and those thoughts and that truth is going to be incorporated into what you guys do, that did my heart so good. So it was a privilege, absolute privilege to meet you and hear about everything you guys are doing and what God's doing through you. So thank you. 
You bet. It's our honor to serve him. I got to say, this is a tough subject to talk about, but every interview I've watched you do over the last couple of weeks, you do exactly what your book title suggests. You bring light. I'd love for you to share with us what happened to the light of the past. Go through that background as uh, you were part of Girl Scouts back in the day. Can you kind of go through that history and why you ended up going, you know what, I'm going to have to start something that ultimately is going to compete with one of the largest girls organizations in the world and how that got started. Can you give us that background? You know, when I, when I think about it, 30, 28 years ago, th- almost 30 years ago, Eric, I never would have dreamed that it would still be ex- in existence and that it would be in competition with the Girl Scouts USA. I am so grateful to our Lord because he doesn't show us the end product or we would be very, very afraid to say yes, wouldn't we? Yes. Instead, he just says, trust me and I'll I'll lead the way. And that's where I was at. I was, um, I'm a, I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. My background was in education, secondary education. I was volunteering. Um, I was a children's pastor. And I really spent a lot of time in with youth and girls in particular through the Girl Scouts USA. And it was part of my ministry. It was part of my Christian um, testimony. Now, when the Girl Scouts in 1993 decided to make a major change in who they were, and who they are today, and that would be in the Girl Scout Promise. They no longer mandated an oath to God in 1993. And I started to wonder, why would they do this? I mean, this is character development. This is moral development. How can you kick God out and then expect to still have a character development program? Well, boy, I started to have eyes to see and ears to hear, and I discovered amazing things along this journey. But first and foremost, Eric, I didn't think I wanted to start an alternative. I wanted to change the Girl Scouts. I thought certainly they would come to their senses if they had a little practical advice from a mom in Cincinnati, Ohio, that says you're going the wrong (laughs) way. You got to listen to us. Well, that was not the case. The agenda had been going on long before I even knew about it. And uh, so here we sit today, right? The Girl Scouts more woke than ever. And American Heritage Girls is here to save the day, so to speak. (laughs) I love the passion. I love the idea of scouting. My dad was an Eagle Scout. So I kind of grew up, I, I didn't grow up actually doing scouting, uh, but I learned a lot and I benefited a lot from him. And I loved hearing stories about how he, he earned different badges and things like that. Uh, but I came across a post recently, I, yesterday, and I sent it to my son and I'm like, see, buddy, I'm trying to make a man here, you know, and my girls, I'm like, I want them to, and they know how to shoot guns and ride motorcycles. They can, they can be, they can bid on. I came across this quote and I, I it came across my Instagram feed. This is from early 1900s. Robert Heinlein said, a human being should be able to change a diaper, plan an invasion, butcher a hog, uh, calm a ship, design a building, write a sonnet, balance accounts, build a wall, set a bone, comfort the dying, take orders, give orders, cooperate, act alone, solve equations, analyze a new problem, pitch manure, program a computer, cook a tasty meal, fight efficiently, and die gallantly. And I was like, okay. I, I got some learn. I need to join a troop, okay? <laughs> I need to get, yes, you do, because we stuff. teach all that, except maybe the dung and the dining coming together. That's sort of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I love well, that. That's good. The concept of what you're doing, though, the, the troops and the training and the education. Okay, so you took what you learned from Girl Scouts, and you kept the God-honoring piece of it and continued that on. 
Can you tell us about the early days or tell us some stories about what's going on today? Yeah, you know, really, literally, it was moms around the kitchen table with one dad, my husband, too, sort of telling us to quit talking about the problems and start to find solutions and have an agenda wow. and such. So we needed a little guidance, but that was okay. We got over that. And then we had no money. And then we just started to pray, Lord, we need resource. We we are stay-at-home moms. We're on a you know minuscule budget. How are we going to afford this? And we also had to pare down our dreams, Eric. You know, when you're competing with the Girl Scouts USA, you're competing with a multi-million dollar industry, um, something that's been around for over a, a century, something that has a lot of resource through camps and things like that, although they've gotten rid of almost all of them now. But those were all wow. things running through my mind is why I couldn't do it, you know, lack of resource. But, you know, God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. We just had to say yes. Wow. And he brought resource upon resource and, and just at the right time and just in the right amount. So we never were given a big bounty of money that we might misspend because we weren't ready for that. You see, he gave us little bits step by step. And that's how we started. But here's what we we had that was beyond comparison. And that was fire in our bellies about our girls deserve something better. We loved what we had in scouting. How do we take the cream of it? And how do we find a foundation that will not change, a, a mission that will not drift? And that is all based on Jesus Christ, a Christ-centered scouting organization. Now that truly is new and different. And that came birth out of this concept of don't curse the dark, light a candle. And that is what has led to this, these, these I should say, amazing organizations. And specifically for you right now, the American Heritage Girls. Why, why, after working with all these girls, why do you think we have a mental health crisis going on right now? Why is girls' mental health in such sharp decline? I mean, you, how many, how many girls, how many troops, how many, like, what's the, you, you get feedback from all over the country. Matter of fact, if you look at your map, Kent, you can show them the map there of, of where your troops are at, but give me, give me how many troops you have. And then what are, what are the, what are you hearing about the mental health crisis? Right. We have 62,000 members and 1,250 troops across the United States, all 50 states, and even international countries where we serve missionary and military families, too, that, that would like to engage in this kind of um, wonderful ministry. And, and really what we're seeing here is for times such as this, I, I often say the Esther moment is where we're at. When we started American Heritage Girls, yes, girls were, had some mental health issues, usually around eating disorders. That was the big thing back then. Um, in addition, there was some confusion, maybe a little bit of confusion with lesbianism, perhaps a tad, nothing like today. There was not the gender confusion, the gender identity, the loneliness epidemic. And I believe this is all tied back to a moral pandemic, which means we are moral less. Our moral barometers are fried. They're, they're non-existent. We don't have a biblical worldview in this nation. Our parents that are serving girls don't have a biblical worldview. So how in the world are the girls going to have this? So we need to pull this thing back and, and be based again on the solid rock that is Jesus Christ and the infallible word of God that is in his Bible. So American Heritage Girls is very dedicated to a biblical worldview. And this is what is the antidote to all mental health issues. We know that the Lord tells us the four letter word in the Bible that is mentioned multiple, multiple times, hundreds of times. And Eric, you know that word. It starts with an F and it's fear. And the Lord tells us never to do it. Now, what is eating up these girls? Fear. They're afraid. 
So how do we combat fear? First, they need to know that they are loved despite everything, that they are loved in a love that we never can understand fully, agape love. Secondly, they need to have tools at their disposal to be able to do life, to be able to have a framework for adulting. How do we do that? Through earning badges, experimenting with life skills, having godly mentors that will help guide our, our girls. They need more adults feeding into them and affirming them, not just mom and dad. That's very important, and that is absolutely scriptural. And But they also need a few more to be feeding in, and they need to be like-minded, not contesting the family's values. So all of this is what American Heritage Girls provides girls. And also, this loneliness thing, even though they're more connected than ever due to social media, they're lonelier than ever because they don't know what real friendships are. And American Heritage Girls provides a place and a space for belonging. It's incredible. And you guys even offer for people that aren't part of American Heritage Girls, you offer a free resource to yeah. help women teach other women, not only to understand themselves uh, and, and understand what's going on, but help teach their children. Uh, moms teach their daughters. Uh, it's called the Raising Godly Girls Guide to Fear and Anxiety. And when I went to your website, Patty, it was right there as a pop-up saying, here, you can have this for free. Let me help you. Is that, you guys still do that, right? That's, I saw that yesterday. Absolutely. We not only offer that one, these are parents' guides. And I got lots of exciting things to share with you, Eric. This timing couldn't be better. But we also have one called Raising Godly Girls Guide to Gender and Identity, Raising Godly uh, Girls Guide to Biblical Worldview, and a Raising Godly Girls Guide to Peace in Times of Conflict. Now, you might sense from all of this that we are very relevant to today's culture, but we are trying to infuse a biblical worldview about all these things that girls can fear. And again, that's what they were not supposed to do. So if we are able to well-arm the parent, the girl, the church, moreover, the church, all of our troops are chartered through churches, right, Eric? Because oh. we believe they need to come alongside spiritually with the church in order to really raise up the remnant that we need to change the course of this country. And my goodness, women are a great place to start because they are great influencers, whether they realize it or not. Yeah, today everybody has a voice through social media. That's the the weird thing about you know me going through this change from the internet age when I was back in sixth grade to social media to where I'm at now at <laughs> years old. Um, I go, I've watched this change and I'm like, everybody has a voice. So I'm trying to tell people, use your voice, use your voice, use your voice, do something, Be light a candle right where you're at, light a candle. Oh, I had an idea for you. Are you up for ideas? I love ideas, yes. All right, I was like, my brother-in-law and my sister Marlissa have a little candle company. And for Father's Day a couple of years ago, they made these camping candles. I was like, oh, what a neat idea. And I was like, you guys need to, you guys need to give away or sell the candles because your book, Be a Light, Light a Candle. Uh, I was like, oh, this needs to be, do you already have some, am I giving you an idea that you've already got? Well, we used to sell candles, but our candle company went out of business. So this could be oh. a, divine, a divine interruption here. <laughs> well, that's because not enough people are willing to be the light, okay? Everybody out there, we need you guys to step up and be a light instead of yell at the darkness. Because, hey, isn't that, I'm going to leave that lit. That smells really good. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Marlissa. That's, <laughs> wow, that's actually really good. Um, it, it, How many news programs, conservative news outlets, things like that are out there and they're all yelling at the dark. Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys. And the reality is we could be part of lighting a candle. We could Healthy. be part of the light, right? 
Absolutely. You know what the coolest thing about all of that is for me, Eric, and this is a personal thing, is my dad, he um, was very instrumental to my life. And I think every dad needs to be instrumental to their daughter's life. I mean, they don't often understand how important that is. It's the first man they will ever love is their dad. So how are you portraying this? But my dad was acutely um, disabled. He had chronic MS, really bad multiple sclerosis, and I never knew him to walk. But he was a strong tower despite his feeble body. And I would tell him my travias about Girl Scouts because I was fighting a good fight. I was trying to make that change, right? And he looked me straight in the eye and he said, Patty, why curse a darkness when you can light a candle? At the same time, I was reading Habakkuk. And my heavenly father was saying, quit railing and do something too. And it was this beautiful collision of my earthly father and my heavenly father coming together to say, you may not have all of it together, girl, but you can at least start a little something. And I think that's a message for all of us that no matter what our seat is, what our station in life is, we have a duty and an honor to serve him in bigger ways than we can ever even imagine. I've got uh, about... 10 to 12 minutes left with our social media. And I want to know, as we talk about mental health, can you give the moms out there, the dads out there, any of the practical, how do I help my, my, my teenager, my, my middle schooler. And to the, to, we have homeschoolers watch our program a lot. Can you like to the kids out there, can, do you have some practical advice for, I mean, it's easy for me to say, Hey, read your Bible, do what it says, but Okay, right. can you translate some of this and help us kind of walk through, what do we do about this mental health crisis? I, what do we do about it? Like I, I go, okay, join a join a group. It sounds like you're part of it. I love that you're partnering with churches because I'm going, that is it. You you realize yeah. you're not a replacement for the church. You're right. there to help the church be what it's supposed to be. And that's, that's right. beautiful. But tell me where we should go with that. First of all, you've got to reduce the noise. Okay, there's so much noise going on in girls' minds. And most of that is brought because of social media. So that's got to be limited if you are even allowing it. If you do decide to allow some social media, you have every right as a parent to police that. There's no policeman in this internet world, all right? You wouldn't send off your daughter, for instance, off to go to senior prom without talking to her about what senior prom was like. But yet we let them get on the internet and in social media and have no guidelines because we feel like we're their friend and not their parent. That is number one, first of all. Assume the position of parenting. The Lord has called you to it. And he will bring you through it. And I know that sounds colloquial, but I really believe that's true. Secondly, when you reduce the noise and you say, we're limiting social media, what are you going to replace it with? Well, they're going to be bored. They're going to be sitting around. Get outdoors. My goodness, the Lord has created this environment for us to enjoy and to see his creative nature through it. So get outside. You don't need a social media when you're outside. It just... It's the And you know what? It's so new to kids these days to even go outside that they find this very, very intriguing and very tantalizing. Get your daughter out and have her serve others. This world is a very, very egocentric world. And that generation, Z and they are Y and Z, they are very egocentric. The whole world runs around around themselves. And that's true of adolescents in general. You know, the, the cerebral, the frontal globe is not fully developed. But yet we know that the Lord has wired us to give ourselves away, to be able to help others. And then what happens? It comes back to us, right? In a form of feeling good. There's actually adrenaline that comes when you serve others. So serve. So again, I'm going to go back to reduce the noise, reduce the social media, get outdoors, 
serve another. And now let's set some goals. Everybody feels so disempowered, even adults. Imagine what kids are feeling. They're seeing their world around them crumbling. They're seeing war on television. They're seeing all this crazy canceling going on and, and racial disparity and all these things happening. And they're seeing it in real life 24-7. But what can they do about it? There are things they can do about it. And if we don't help them set goals and understand that you do have influence and power even at your young age. I mean, look at Timothy in the Bible. Wasn't that what Paul was trying to teach us? Is that no matter what age you are, you can still influence for his kingdom. And so I think those five areas are really important. Of course, American Heritage Girls offers all those areas. And that is your optimal antidote to this crisis. But really, those are things any family can do. Is just up the ante. Reduce the noise, get outside, serve others, set goals. Those are really tangible ways that you can help your daughter. Yeah, I mean, right there, I'm going, this is amazing. And what I love, what I found in Trail Life USA, because you guys, I was able to download and get like, okay, here's what the kids should learn. By this age, they should be able to do this. At this level, they should be able to do this. At this level, and kids like goals. They actually, people, the world today tries to say, oh, give them freedom, give them freedom. That's actually not what they want. They want structure, rules, and goals. And that's one thing that I'm I'm being challenged with in my life is what are our family goals? What do we want to accomplish as a family? Existence is not a goal, you know? That's right. So mm -hmm. what do we want to do? What is our family going to accomplish in this life? Like what's when we stand before God, what is it that we're gonna have done for his glory other than just simply exist? So mm, oh, that's powerful. How, tell me about some of the levels. Actually, first, tell me a story maybe of, I mean, after 60-some 60, 60 thousand girls now involved, let alone you've been doing this for a number of years. I'm sure the number of you know, young ladies and women now that have gone through your program, you had to have, hear, have heard some, some stories of people that have been influenced by how you're doing this, saying, hey, reduce the noise, go outside, serve others, set some goals. What has it done? Well, I'll tell you, I have two quick stories. One I, one is is one that really deals with this mental health issue that I think is so important. And then the other one is just a really great feel-good story. So Allie, and she's from Northern Kentucky, I, I do these things sometimes, Eric, called Meet the Founder. If I happen to be traveling in an area, I love to be able to touch base with the girls and to see what oh, they're nice. enjoying about the program, how we can improve it, you know, how is it affecting their lives? And there's a long line of these girls. It cracks me up. I feel like I'm Santa Claus sometimes. You know, they want to meet you. <laughs> but but beyond that, I, I always want to say, you know, what is about HG and how can we improve? And I kept noticing this girl with very tall, beautiful girl, girl cool black hair. She engages in her ear, ears, black fingernails. And I'm like, what is that young lady about? And, you know, is she really an American heritage girl? Well, she was so kind. She kept letting everybody go in front of her, all the littles go in front of her. And then she waited. I figured it out. I'm a little slow to the punch, Eric, but I figured she wants to spend some alone time with me. And sure, sure enough, she did. I asked her, I said, Allie, what is it about American heritage girls that you like? And she said, she looked me straight in the eye with tears in her eyes. And she said, it saved my life. Wow. Now, in all my years, this is 25 years. I was, we were 25 years at this point. I had never heard that, never heard it from a girl. I've heard it in Billy from some adults. And I said, tell me more. She said, you see, my parents just recently got divorced and I really thought it was my fault. She said, I just started cutting myself. I started spending uh -huh. time alone on the internet. I started to get into pornography. 
She said, I felt horrible about myself and I felt like I was just a bother and I was a bother to my parents. A girlfriend of mine was worried about me and she invited me to an American Heritage Girl Troop meeting. She said, there I found adults who thought I was cool and I was exciting and I had great uh, skills and, and talents. And she said, and then I started to earn badges and I started to put my sight on level awards and I could achieve goals. And then when I started serving people in the homeless community, I knew that my life would be forever changed. That's the Ali story. Amazing story. Now, here's another story of Esther. She's in Colorado Springs, Colorado. She was a wonderful, smart girl, homeschool girl, you know, and she would hang out and her father was in the Air Force at the Air Force Academy. And and there in that area, they had a, um, you know, an airfield where there were some World War II vets that were spinning their yards. And that excited Esther a great deal. And even as a littlest girl, what's cool about our badges area is you, you learn them at a basic level and then you grow through them to the point where you're able to teach that skill to another, the highest form of learning. Oh, so so that's full circle. It's not, yeah. oh, that's. Beautiful. Full circle, holistic and full circle. So Esther <laughs> earned this as a tender heart all the way up to a patriot. When it came time for her to do her Stars and Stripes project, which is like sort of like what your dad earned, the Eagle Scout, but even more because you have to do your faith award. She wanted to uh, record these gentlemen's stories into the Living History Project for the National Archives. So she did that and she earned her Stars and Stripes award and she honored veterans, which is part of what we do. But moreover, today, Esther Schopler is a missionary aviator in Kampala, Uganda. That's all from earning a band. Wow. So that's a great story. What do you say? No kidding. I mean, to go from learning all this, and that's ultimately, that's what a real good education does. A real it's good education, which is what you're providing. And I want to hear more about like how you guys develop this, but it ends up influencing because what you believe determines how you behave. I say that all the time. The way pe and the reverse is true. The way people behave reveals what they truly believe. And when you look at our world today, we, the, the stats that we read, the behavior is terrible. And that's all based on a belief system. So obviously I teach against evolution and for, hey, ladies and gentlemen, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, are you guys teaching any kind of evolution in the American Heritage Girls? Are you kind of... Oh. Most certainly not. A matter of fact, our Seven Seas of Creation was written by Ken Hamba, the Creation Museum. So, no, we, we believe in the inerrant word of God and its relevance to today. And you know what? Kids want to hear that, Eric. When you were talking about that they want to learn all, they also want to know right from wrong. They want to understand that fence backyard. They don't want to step in it all the time. And we, we've given them nothing. It's like the Wild Wild West out there. Yeah. We've given them no parameters, and they need them, and they want them. And so this is a great place to start. And also, I loved what you talked about. Parenting doesn't just happen. It does just happen to, for too many people. But it needs to be intentional, and you need to set goals. And part of those goals is choosing not only the sports and extracurricular that your kids are in, but all these kinds of things, because they need to be aligned with your values. Or you never know what might, might seep in, because it's going to seep in. Satan is after our kids, and we got to be careful and aware of that i want to talk more about how you guys teach this and 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 kind of go through the the levels of what you guys do first of all though i need to let social media go oh my goodness facebook youtube uh rumble twitter podcast listeners television audience i'm not sure who all i'm forgetting out there but guys thank you please 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 go check out americanheritagegirls.com.com or .org now i'm forgetting 
Either one. Which one is it? We, oh, we, we got, got them both. both. Okay, smart. Okay, good. You guys got them covered. <laughs> AmericanHeritageGirls.org or .com. You're going to find a great re- uh, website with incredible resources. They're going to help you be the mother or the daughter that you should be, uh, be the parent that you need to be, uh, and go through. And these books, I'm telling you, right there on their website, right there front page is is a cl- is a link to get involved with them. Uh, you can get on their their mailing list. There it is, right there, the free digital book. Right there, you can you could have this today and be reading this yourself, or be reading it with your family or with your daughters today. Patty, is there any, am I giving the one website that everybody needs to go to? Is there anything else people need to go to to get a hold of your stuff? Well, the other thing is to check out podcast Apple Podcasts. We're going to be launching our podcast January one. It's called Raising Godly Girls, and it's going to be every cup every week several episodes on how to raise up your kids. So that's the practical. I love podcasting, by the way. It's so easy to just throw it in and listen. So that's coming January, uh, Raising Godly Girls. You're literally just, that's, it's, here's what this is about. Yeah. Have you recorded any episodes yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we have. And we're going to have some very special guests on our long form, which will be on Saturday. And so, um, yes, January 1, check it out. You're going to love it. I'm so excited for you guys. Okay, so social media, everybody else, I got to let you guys go. Please go check it out. Let's let's get involved in some of these troops. Let's let's grow it from sixty-two thousand to Patty. Both of my friends are on here watching this, so sixty-two thousand and two. Both of you guys, you know, get your wives and daughters go <laughs> go get involved. Okay, I love it. I love it. Excited right. about that. Hey, I look forward to seeing everybody else uh, next week. We're going to continue the show at creationtoday.org. If you want to continue watching, just come on over to creationtoday.org next week. Oh, I'm really excited about this. A new book was written. Was uh, uh, why is Jesus the last Adam? A really, really important subject because I see in the church today, uh, in the church today, we're really missing something. We're messing something up, and that is uh, the first and the last Adam. And we're saying, and a lot of even quote Christians are saying that Adam wasn't a real historical figure. And when you mess up the beginning, you mess up salvation. So, a very important theological conversation going through science and the Bible about why this is so important. I'll look forward to seeing you next week at noon as we discuss that. Again, if you want to continue this conversation, get more into the weeds with us, come on over to creationtoday.org or visit AmericanHeritageGirls.org.